Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And I don't care what your business is. This election had huge implications, this midterm elections. They're still trying to sort it out. We've had some of the best minds in both policy and uh, journalism and and politics on the show recently uh, to help us unbox uh, what we know. And I'm very excited about this guest. She's been on the show several times. She is with the Washington Post, and uh, would, would love. I would pursue her even if, if she weren't part of our series uh, that we've been doing for now several months with the Washington Post uh, on uh, great stories that they have every week. Simply because she brings so much to every conversation. Lauren, love having you on the show. Do you want to mention? I'm a huge fan of the Post. WashingtonPost.com. Their coverage is multi-dimensional, multi-topical. Uh, all relating to the elections and has been must-reading. It's been very helpful over the last several days. So check out WashingtonPost.com. Lauren, welcome back to the program. Uh, you're, you've got an interesting art, article over there this week with inflation top of mind. Uh, voters raise minimum wage in two states. Uh, that is an interesting microcosm of uh, what's happening in, in the larger picture. Uh, welcome to the show. And uh, my understanding is you talk a lot about business, uh, primarily in the, uh, and the economy. So it's uh, great having you bring this uh, political dimension as well. Welcome, welcome back. Yeah, thank you so much for having me back on. Um, I uh, enjoy being a guest here, and also I'm I'm the labor reporter at the Post, so I enjoy bringing a perspective on the labor side of of business to your podcast. Yeah, you do a great job. Do you want to mention that uh, your your story was interesting because it, it is one area of economics that was a, a hot topic uh, in in uh, this race, in these races rather. But there is a lot on the table, a lot of things being debated, uh, and we're not going to get into sort of focus on your on your particular article, but gig economy issues, your issues labor issues. It was very robust when it came to all things uh, economy and and, uh, making a living. Sure, yeah. So I wrote an article after the elections on Tuesday about um, all the minimum wage measures that most of them passed. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a Nebraskans actually voted to increase the minimum wage from $9 an hour to $15 an hour by 2026. That's really notable because you usually don't that type of um, minimum wage increases in, in sort of the Midwest or, or um, you know, states in the interior of the country. Um, you also saw Nevada vote to, Nevada voters vote to raise the minimum wage from 10.50 to $12 an hour for all workers by July 2024. Um, both of those votes in Nevada and Nebraska passed with, um, you know, a, a majority of the electorate. And I think it just goes to show that, um, you know, there's a lot of opposition on raising the minimum wage from small business owners and um, from the Republican Party as well. But um, there's also, you know, uh, these these initiatives are generally pretty popular. Over the past, I think since 1996, there have been 28 minimum wage ballot initiatives and 26 of them have passed. Um, So... Mm -hmm. Wildly popular among voters, especially during you know a time like now when inflation is so high. I think they just uh, announced today that inflation is at 7.7% um, in October. 
um, compared to the year before. And so I think people are really feeling pinch on their pocketbooks um, and uh, sort of, you know, uh, went went to the polls with economy the economy at the forefront of of their minds and and this is something that could uh, help them out. Um, we also saw um, a few local elections have uh, minimum wage ballot measures. The suburbs of Seattle, Tequila, Washington, um, 82% of voters have approved a minimum wage hike to $19 an hour, which is one of the highest. Wow. Uh, now <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that's up from fourteen fifty. So most, but all the workers in the fast food industry and in the malls and in that town are going to see a big wage increase next year. Um, and and yeah, I guess I just wanted to highlight, you know, the role that inflation is playing, um, sort of for workers or, or voters in, in sort of approving those those um, ballot measures. Although minimum wage ballot measures are generally very popular. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you know, to give a little context, you know, I don't know if people just think about it, but $19 an hour uh, times the number of full-time hours people normally work, that's almost forty grand a year, which uh, used to be a, a, a pretty decent salary. That, that uh, well, not that long ago was, uh, you know, uh, almost middle class. Uh, salary around middle class salary, so that is huge. Um, where uh, you know, you know, obviously different results in different places, and you're very thorough in the article, which we'll have a link to, and I rec- recommend people to check out. Uh, was there places where it did not fare well in the ballot? Um, there was one um, initiative actually in Portland, Maine, to raise the minimum wage to $18 an hour, and uh, voters uh, rejected that initiative. Um, but beyond that, um, they all passed. There weren't that many on the ballot this year. Um, but uh, and you know, I, I actually I, I can't say I'm an expert on why why voters in, in Portland, Maine, shot that down. But I think generally across the board, from businesses, you hear ish concerns that um, raising the minimum wage will force them to uh, you know cut jobs, will force them to shut down, will hurt business generally, especially in rural areas where, where um, maybe not in cities where the cost of living is lower. Um, and, and so I think there's a lot of pushback on that, on that um, from a very, uh, you know, vocal, um, oftentimes vocal um, community groups, chambers of commerce. I guess the other thing I didn't mention was that in D.C., voters approved a measure to raise um, to basically get rid of tip minimum wage for for uh, tipped workers, so for restaurant workers mostly. Um, and so, in um, by 2027, the minute the tipped minimum wage, so the wage that like restaurants pay their servers and waiters, will go from 5.35 an hour to 16.10 an hour. Uh, wow. That's like a yeah. That's like a. You know, <laughs> Triple. That's and a, I think, uh, what is that, 150% increase? Or, no, 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 that's more than that. I'm sorry. That, that's like a 300% increase. Man, I need to go back to school. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> you know, the problem with these things is, is, you know, first of all, I get it. You know, and, and, the, and the knee-jerk reaction of business during hyperinflation is they're trying to look at everywhere where they can contain costs 
or, or even lower costs in order to give their customers a reason to keep doing business with them because they have less value in their dollars and they've got to make better decisions about it. So I get that. And so as a result, people who are suffering among the most, which are their employees, these businesses employ employees, you know, uh, they're the last to be considered. I get, I get that. Uh, I do wonder, you know, first of all, I've been to San Francisco a lot. I've, I've got family there. I've got a son uh, who's uh, uh, worked, with, uh, worked with Google. He's now with a startup. But, you know, I go visit him and, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, prices are just in general much higher in places like San Francisco. I go to New York often, New York, places that have minimum wages that are different from the rest of the country. And, and often you'll see signs saying, you know, specials you have seen, uh, you know, in the media do not apply to this, to this subway, for example. You see those kind of signs. And so, you know, a, a lot of people, uh, you know, look at this and go, it's going to end up being a wash for uh, those lower-wage uh, people. And it will. I mean, it, you know, this we, we get concerned about uh, technology taking over jobs that people used to have. Obviously, this kind of thing incentivizes businesses to look seriously at what is really expensive technology on the front end but becomes way more affordable over time compared to paying some of these wages. It's very complicated. I know it's, it's uh, you know, we're encouraged to, like, say, oh, look, this will help. But I wonder about the long-term impl implications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's mixed, um, there's mixed responses. There have been a lot of studies that shown in places that have raised the minimum wage to $15 an hour that, you know, businesses are doing fine. They're not shutting down. They're not automating jobs. So I think there's a, there's a ton of research done on this um, that, that sort of support, supports both sides. I think, you know, one thing I'm hearing even from the workers in this city in Washington who received and who are going to have a $19 an hour minimum wage, um, like for them, that's not a huge, like $40,000 a year, not a huge boost. They're still going to be work, living paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not, it's a victory for them, but I think what they're thinking in their minds is like, this is the bare minimum. Like we're, um, you know, barely, barely surviving here. So um, we'll see how that goes and we'll also see what happens. I, I think um, the country is probably headed toward a recession. I'm not sure how big or small it will be, but um, workers also have a lot of leverage right now to demand higher wages, not just through ballot initiatives, but because the labor market is tight and because there are, you know, big labor shortages in a variety of industries. So they've really used that leverage to, do, to sort of um, demand or ask for bigger wage increases than they've seen in, in decades, really. So I, I'm not sure how long that's going to continue. So, we, uh, you know, um, we might not see these types of, of wage increases um, for people continuing into the next into next year besides, you know, these, these ballot initiatives. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, uh, I have mixed views about it. I uh, certainly under, understand the argument. Businesses are not going to voluntarily do it uh, or, or very rarely voluntarily do it in an economic environment like this. Uh, the government is already doing its part to create a recession by the way it's, uh, you know, uh, dealing with the interest rates. I mean, and, and that's really being done mainly by the Fed. These interest rates are almost like chemotherapy with cancer. It's designed to slow things down. And, uh, it's the, you know, and so that has a recessionary impact. And so 
uh, no question about it. I, I do wish there was a little bit of, uh, uh, I guess you could say, discretion on how they did policies like this. For example, I don't have a problem with mega corporations that are are tons of billions of dollars at play. Uh, that uh, you know that uh, oh no, uh, this minimum wage increase is going to hurt. Uh, our business and hurt our consumers while their CEOs are making tens and, and even hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm like, oh, really? Uh, you know, I, that's one thing, right? But the vast majority of these businesses that we see, there's there's way more uh, businesses that employ uh, small business, you know, small businesses, and they're not making millions. They are, you know, uh, uh, you know, in a very different situation. But it's hard to do. It's very romantic for me to even bring it up. That is, though, one of the challenges with policy. Uh, love having you on. This is very timely. Everyone needs to read it uh, because a lot of it, I think, is a harbinger of things to come. And uh, that's the great thing about the journalism there at the Post. Lauren Gurley, I love having you on. Thanks for being with us again. Final thoughts? Uh, no, I think we covered basically all of it. Thank you so much for having me on again. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, we get great feedback every time you're on, and I'm going to look forward to the next time you're on. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Take care. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this. <laughs>